Hello, and welcome to Sounding Board. My name is Dan Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. How are you all today? You all? How are you? I'm good. How are, how are they? How are they? Bad. Bad? <clears throat> yeah, they're bad. Wow. Well, so at the time of recording, we just watched the Trump-Biden debate. I watched, um, I watched half of it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. How much do you want to talk about life and how much do you want to get into it? Mm, I'll talk a little about life. Go for it. I had surgery two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to Daniel's grandma, he, he was, Daniel was very worried about me. Mm-hmm. I was. I have a very close relationship <laughs> with my grandmas and apparently they like to let, my, let Maureen know when I'm worried about her. Mm-hmm. Um... So, um, in my ongoing PCOS saga, um, I had a biopsy done a couple of weeks ago. The results were confusing. That is a quote from the pathologist. <laughs> um, and so they decided to get a better biopsy, um, use through a D and C, which is a, um, dilation. D and C, right? D and C, which stands for dilation and curatage. Dilation has to... I'm going to talk about my vagina right now. (laughs) (laughs) Dilation. I'm going to give you a chance to to not listen to it. Yeah, I would say, like, if you skip ahead two, three minutes, you'll get into... You'll get into not my vagina. And you're in now. Okay, so um, dilation, they dilated my cervix... (laughs) And then curatage is the instrument that they used to take out all of my uterine lining. Um, They also did a hysteroscopy, which is the type of biopsy they did. Probably not to be confused with a hysterectomy. I still have a uterus. Yeah. It's just empty now. Except that I was talking to my doctor before the surgery. She was just kind of like letting me know what was going to go on. And she stopped like mid-sentence and was like, hey, do you want me to place an IUD while you're asleep? And I was just like, yes, I want that very badly. (laughs) Because the worst part of getting an IUD is getting it placed. Mm -hmm. Like there's some mild, there's like cramping for like the first couple of days after you get it and like you can't use a tampon for like the first week and you can't have sex for the first week like you can't have like penetrative sex you can have like other types of sex but you can't have penetrative sex um but like yeah by far the worst part of it is the placement of it um, and so she did it while I was asleep, and it was great. Um, so now I have an IUD, which is great. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of, um, I'm doing okay. The only, the only bad part of the whole thing is that, um, they intubated me, which I, I wasn't expecting to be intubated, just because it's like a 15-minute procedure um but the anesthesiologist told me that she needed to intubate me because of my size which was fun um and now from the intubation i have broken blood vessels in my eyes 
and swollen, painful glands in my neck. So that's fun. Other than that, I don't really have any symptoms. I'll, I, I have, like, occasional cramps, but besides that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay. <clears throat> oh, and, like, some, like, coughing and, like, my voice is kind of tired from having a tube stuck into my trachea. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I'm fine. But it does look like I'm perma-crying. Mm-hmm. It's okay, though. Yeah. It's spooky. It's a little spooky. Yeah, you could do, like, some kind of Halloween costume with the red eyes. Yeah. Don't know what that would be, though. I don't know either. I might consult with some of my more spooky, mm-hmm. spooky, enthusiastic friends. Wow, Oscar just does not care about studio sound quality. No, it does not. Just jumps <laughs> directly onto my computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... You could be, you could cosplay someone with tuberculosis. Mm. I've been playing. Ooh, that might be a spoiler. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption two. <laughs> I just beat it. Um, uh, it was very satisfying of a game. I really recommend it. Like if you like Grand Theft Auto, but you want <clears throat> it to be horses and for the sexism to make sense. You want the sexism to be historically accurate, yeah. Rather than <laughs> rather than just a fault of writing, yeah. Just be like, oh no, that's just accurate. No, this is eighteen ninety, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I don't know. Maybe if anybody wants to send in a think piece on whether or not the Grand Theft Auto like, sexism in Grand Theft Auto is accurate to the time or not, that's an interesting thought. But anyway, when is Grand Theft Auto? based is it is it supposed to be current depends on the game like it's it's meant to be current to the publishing oh and grand theft auto 5 came out like six <clears throat> years ago what was six years ago 2014 something like that it was post beyonce's self-titled album which is when feminism became mainstream mm. <laughs> Let's walk. Let's walk what, away. From what this a trash take. take that is. Let's walk over this take and let's run into talking about Donald Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden. Robinette isn't that his middle name? Joseph Robinette. I'm fairly certain that's his middle name. What is Joe Biden's middle name? I found Joe Joseph and Robinette. Robinette. Really? Yeah. It's Delaware. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so I wrote down a take that you were telling me as you were telling me because I didn't want to forget it. And you were like, you're stealing this take. So go ahead. Oh, it had to do with. Um, well. So basically. Well, OK. So this debate was better managed than the mm-hmm. first one. There yeah. was there was a lot of stipulation of no interruptions that was presented at every single two minute opportunity to speak. Yeah. Was no interruptions. And there were mutes happening, not enough. Yeah. On on uh, They could have been more liberal with the muting. Yeah, she really needed to work on her keybinds for that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I will say that it would be it would be intimidating to mute the president. Yeah. Sure. For sure. Um, and, I, you know, I think the question, the big question is, like, who won? I think one of the things that I was on a VC with some people about it. And one of the things I feel is it's really hard 
in this presidential campaigning to say who won and who didn't. I think that the I think the reality is is that Trump won with his base and Biden won with his base. Yeah. And what I will say is that like with Biden over Trump, Biden answered questions. Yeah. <clears throat> like Trump right was out definitely more, right out of and, the gate. And part of this like happened as as it went on like by uh trump was definitely more responsive than in the past but it's kind of like when the bar is that low you know yeah and when it but and i guess the other thing too is that's the thing i was saying is when it comes down to it trump is very aware of the fact that when it comes to these debates like his base will take whatever he has to say and know like they're his base is primed by just watching Fox News and watching Fox News. Like one of the, excuse me, one of the things that came up a bunch that Trump brought up a bunch for some reason was the Hunter Biden laptop scandal, Russian propaganda thing. Like and and basically, um, you know, the, the reality is is it didn't really get fully. I mean, it basically like Biden said. That was a Russia hoax. And then Trump was like, oh, with the Russia hoax. But the reality is, is that Trump's base is has been fed this line of propaganda over and over again. And he can get away with this. He can get away with telling lies like this. And he'll still win with his base. The, the people, it's not just that these parties are so divided. The people of America are also deeply divided based on where they get their news from. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry for voice voice quality well yeah. and, and the thing that you, i know that you want to yeah, yeah so in i think that if trump was gonna work to like win over any mysterious undecided voters um he would have had to do it by by being nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. and so he tried to do that at the beginning he tried to kind of like toe the line and and be and you know speak more to unity and us being a country and needing to come together as a country but once the to, once the discussion of stimulus the stimulus came up mm-hmm. and why he hadn't accepted any of um speaker pelosi's offers was and he straight up said i don't want to i don't want to give money to democratic cities that are overrun with immigrants and criminals. Mm-hmm. And out the window went any sort of nonpartisan. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that the reality is is that that plays to his base so well. I have no <clears throat> idea how um, that plays with the, you know, middle-of-the-road Republican-Democrat, like, in between those two voter, who's, like, voting independent, doesn't know between... But the reality, the thing I was saying to um, before is that that uh, these voters aren't unaware of the way that Trump acts. Trump has said things that are towing on fascism since 2015, like you know the, what he said about like the like the Mexicans and rapists quote, like what he said about women, like the Hollywood Access tape coming out. Right. None of this is new, you know. And so I, I it's interesting to me this idea of whether or not these presidential candidates should be partisan because yeah well i think that when it comes to coronavirus relief oh yeah like and that's and that i think is where he could have easily had a win of like we're in because like right literally right now 
the White House is in talks with Speaker Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Literally right now. And that could have been an easy win for him among moderate voters saying, we're currently, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't, you know, accepted any of Speaker Pelosi's deals because I thought that it would be financially irresponsible for our country to be spending that much. Um, but we're currently in talks with her and we're, you know, I want to make sure that every single person in this country, you know, receives the support that they are, that they need. Yeah. And I guess the thing for but me ins- is... But instead, he just, he just made it about how he doesn't want to give Democrats money. Right. And I guess the thing for me is the, like, there's a foundational understanding of Republican thought, which they want to hear that. Yeah, Republicans do. Right. But moderates who aren't about the two-party system, who specifically are independents, but skew more right. I mean, maybe they also don't care about Democrats. Maybe they also... I don't know. I have no idea what the demographics of that of that look like. And the other piece of this that I wanted to talk about with this conversation specifically is... You know, because then people say, like, well, why do we care so much about the independent voter? And it's like, because that's the game that Democrats are playing. That's, that is the decision that the Democratic Party made, is that instead of trying to enable the the young vote, instead of trying to encourage people who have felt disenfranchised to vote in the past, they're instead trying to steal votes from Trump's base. And we've said this time and time again before that's the that was the whole point of us saying if we just gave bernie the nomination and i don't mean to do you know if would have should have could have but my my point now is the democratic nomination was about deciding which pool of voters the democratic party is going for and that decision's long made that it's going to be this this mythical inter-party voter yeah and maybe that isn't enough. And and you know something? Maybe it is. Because, like, polling is up the waz compared to even 2016 polling for Biden. But, you know, we won't know on Election Day, of course. But, you know, it's it's there's something really to be said. You know, I don't know how, what um, Trump's election... Uh, I know now, we know now what Trump's election hopes are. But, you know, there's a lot at play there outside of all of this too it's really hard for me my point here is i don't know if we're going to know whether or not the democrats decision to focus on this inter-party voter independent like inter-party voter is going to be more i i've i'm hesitant to just say independent voter because i feel like that doesn't encompass like the entirety of what it means to be i think i think that it's i think that it's not that they're necessarily independent it's that they're moderate yeah it's like that they're, they're centrist yes <clears throat> they see the center as in between Republican and Democrat. Right. Um, and what, and honestly, what they're, they're trying to, honestly, I think that they're trying to appeal. I actually, I, I read this really interesting take about, um, oh, Daniel, you haven't watched, you haven't seen all of West Wing, have you? No. Okay. So basically who Joe Biden is, Joe Biden is, Alan Alda when he was the Republican candidate running against Jimmy Smits at the end of at the end of West Wing where Jimmy Smits was this idealistic progressive kind of wild card 
that um, establishment Democrat Jed Bartlett and the the establishment the establishment Democrat White House run by Jed Bartlett was trying to rein in. And Alan Alda's character was this moderate Democrat, or no, not moderate Democrat, moderate Republican, who was a pro-choice Republican. And it was just like this, it was a moderate Republican running against a progressive Democrat. This is why I and, hate Sorkinism. Well, no, and that's and that's the thing, is like, what we have right now is, what we have right now is Alan Alda from West Wing running against, and this is the take I saw, we have Alan Alda running from West Wing running against Topher Grace from the Black Klansman. <laughs> I just think that, I just think that it's, I just think, first off, one of the things I think is funny is just how much we so badly want the politics to make sense that we latch on to cultural references like this. Like the meme about millennials that was going around for a while that like, is all politics just you like you have to see it through a lens of the Hunger Games or Harry Potter to get it, you know? Oh, I don't know that I saw that one, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just this idea of like, everything is, well, if everyone was sorted into, into their Hogwarts house, then I could... I don't know. Anyway, I just oh, think well, that all politicians would be Slytherin. I guess. That, no, 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 no. But that's the that's you. Maybe you're not getting the point. Because like the point is, is like we're not in Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling is know, a turf. I know, I know, we shouldn't live. We shouldn't compare our world to some fantasy world. She view. was joking. Maureen was joking. I know. I'm just. I'm sorry. She's funny. Not mad at you. So I know you're funny. smarter than that. I know you're smarter than that. But there are a lot of people that aren't, and I, and so that's why. I, <laughs> That's why I'm I'm, I'm getting up on my soapbox. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I really wanted to talk about, um, you know, as a person who supports Medicare for all, I I think that we find ourselves in... That's when I had to leave the the debate. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing that we place that we find ourselves that, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders' chief campaign platform was this Medicare for all platform i mean there were a lot of things obviously that bernie sanders advocated for but medicare for all is definitely one of the things that continues to have life and i think what what it's gonna end up i mean we'll see what happens if medicare for all gets picked up by another politician to be a platform policy but you know and i think it would i think it would be foolish of a dem of a of a politician to not pick up medicare for all because it is such a powerful message but you see it so aggressively being fought against. You know, I was looking up statistics for Medicare for All. Um, and the thing with it is that, like, it's kind of slowly starting, specifically Medicare for All, is slowly starting to become less popular. Way slower than you think it would, given that Bernie's been long out of the race. But it's being fought by establishment de- Democrats with this idea of a public option through the ACA, which was one of the highlights of the dem- of the of the debate tonight, was this idea of Biden Care, which which I guess would be a public option within the ACA. Oh, yeah. Um, and would it be high quality care? I don't know. That's it was very unclear. That's what's so frustrating to me is like. So what we there is currently coverage that exists and it's it's catastrophic 
It's literally called catastrophic plans, where, like, Mm -hmm. if your bowel explodes, you are covered. Like, you're fine. If you get in a horrendous car accident, you won't have to pay for all of it. You'll have to pay for a chunk of it, but you won't have to pay for all of it. But basically, catastrophic is, like, if if you're a person who doesn't regularly go to the doctor, who doesn't have any, like, recurring health issues or anything like that, then you basically are covered, like I said, if something catastrophic happens. Mm-hmm. And, like, if if Biden care is just going to be another, is going to be a free version of, like, catastrophic health plans, I'm not fucking interested. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's really funny. It's not funny. It's terrible. But the, um, one of the, it's just so absurd that America has gotten to this point because, you know, and, and this is kind of, I don't mean to be running through the topics I wanted to talk about, but one of the things I also really wanted to talk about more um, about is the AOC Twitch stream last night. Well, but let's finish the thing with... Well, all I was really going to say was, um, and we could touch more on that, then we could touch more on that, and I'll just mention it now briefly. Like, it's so surreal. To, like, you, as someone who consumes media and content from people from other countries, like... We are so behind. And if you think that we're not, like, if you think that the idea that we don't have a national healthcare system is, like, on par with other countries, you're you're so full of propaganda at this point, like, you don't even know it. Because we, we're viewed by many other countries as being behind the ball on, on this, because it's so a human need. Like, it's so obviously a human need. And the fact that we're just continuously more and more making healthcare more and more expensive and, and inaccessible is like going to be this country's downfall I feel or of the many things that could be this country's downfall well, like this is such a it's <clears throat> such a dumb hill to die on well and to like make it you know and to make it intensely personal which is the smartest thing to do in in all political discourse like i just had surgery 2 days ago mm-hmm. and then also our bed is fucked up mm-hmm. and i have no idea how much money I'm going to owe for the surgery. Now, I have insurance, and my insurance so far has been, like, very generous with covering, you know, all of these necessary procedures. But I have absolutely no idea what my medical bills are going to look like, considering I had three procedures all while under anesthesia. And then recovered. I I had blood drawn at the hospital. I had... Um, I had a, a room full of doctors. There was a medical student observing my procedure. Like, I was overseen by multiple nurses. I went through, I, you know, medical supplies were, were given to me. And then I was wheeled out in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how much is that going to cost me? And will I be able to buy a new bed? Right. <laughs> because of that. Right. And the fact that... I have to choose between medical debt and where you spend a third of your life and and me getting a quality night of sleep as I recover from surgery is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, If I'm honest, it's like all I really want to talk about the debate. I really don't think there was a winner. And I think it's just like it's just, you know, one of the things I said is. A Biden presidency is not going to solve what got us to a Trump presidency. No. 
And I, I, I don't really... It'll walk us back to 2015. This whole election has been so depressing to me because all we're really doing is slapping a big old band-aid on a festering wound of of the rise of fascism in America that is that has been decades long. You know, like people want to say all the time, like, well, Obama's the one that built the cages. It's like the the narrative of treating immigrants on the southern border of our country the way that we have is not new. You know, the way that we've are handled our foreign policy all told is entirely nationalistic based on America first policy like and and fueled by an American a white American fear that they will no longer be the majority. And that's it. Period. Like that's what our country is like fueled by on the right. To to uh, not even, and I, I say the right, not meaning like just the Republican Party. Like there are so much of this foreign policy that's fueled in the Democratic Party that's the same way. Why? Why do you think that you know the police state and police brutality? The needle hasn't been pushed far enough on that. Black Lives Matter was happening during the Obama presidency. Yeah. We live in a city. Someone just yelling outside. Yeah. Anyway. I always get a fear that someone's hearing me while I'm rambling off when I'm recording this podcast because I get so like... Well, you also have a window open next to you. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed... I watched the whole Twitch stream live, especially because I love Among well, Us. Context contextualize what happened. Not the everyone The AOC knows. Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Um, what did she What did she stream? Among Us, which is we've talked about on the podcast in the past. Yeah. Um, it was it was super fun. She played with, like, a couple of big Among Us streamers, and then, like, Hassan Abi, who's a political streamer. Um, MXM Toon, who's a musician. Uh, she's great. She also streams a lot. Uh, who else did she play with? Pokimane. Just Pokimane and Ilhan, Ilhan Omar. Oh, yeah! Yeah. And I think Ilhan Omar's daughter played, too, for a bit. Really? Or something. I think that's who Isra was. I'm not actually sure. But, um... But yeah, it was really cool. Like, it was one of it was the third most viewed Twitch stream of all time. Oh wow! Easily during the broadcast of like over four hundred thousand. You want to know? You want to know a fun fact? Hmm. The McElroys were also streaming Among Us at the same time. Ooh, I know. Doesn't that suck? That was a bad mistake. Well, I mean, how were they to know? It's well, not like she it, she didn't that's announce the whole it. Thing it happened within the course of twenty four hours. Yeah. Basically, Pokemon got all the people together pretty much and organized like the communications on that end, and then Hassan like helped set up with the the how to stream and stuff, and then like an outpouring of people submitted because the her stream was like professional quality. It was her first stream. Oh yeah. She had like I think she clearly had like dual screen monitors. Like she had the whole setup. It's like wild to see how much a campaign and that's the thing it's like that's it's the future she had people submitting um overlays like stream overlays this is the future of this is what campaign is going to look like like twitch and platforms like it are going to be how like voters are reached you know well and this whole idea four hundred thousand people were watching her and at one point she was explaining why um new york citizens should vote for joe biden under the working families party yeah 
as opposed to the Democratic ticket. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is unprecedented access yep. to a voter base. Yep. And and what was wild, too, this was actually talking about what we talked about before. It's like Pokemon, I guess, is Canadian. And just AOC was just like, yeah, could you imagine if you didn't have a national health care system? And she was like, I can't. And it's like, it's really... It's an interesting thing to be in this moment where people that are celebrities, you know, these people get thousands of views on their own, right, um, are interacting with politicians and and are willing to be open about their political views. Because it's been so long that celebrities haven't. And if they ha- do are open about their political views, it's like they're poo-pooed or whatever. Well, I think that with the rise of internet celebrities, yeah, like I'm going to give an example of a controversial... Um, internet celebrity of Trixie Mattel. I know that Trixie Mattel has a history of like ableism and um, is like not viewed very well among the LGBTQ community specifically in Chicago. However, something that I think is noteworthy is that on her Twitter she like basically did a glamour did like a photo shoot of her dropping off her ballot at a at a ballot box and like went off on this whole thing about how Donald Trump is vile and evil mm-hmm. and that it was her pleasure to vote and like that type of like Trixie Mattel has a enormous following mm. an absolutely enormous young following mm-hmm. and that type of exposure of like it being cool to vote to vote especially because the type of young person who like stands a drag queen is most likely a marginalized person mm-hmm. and someone who otherwise would not feel empowered to vote yeah i think that the whole the mindset of not there's sorry to, there's a there's a conversation being had like, I think there was, like, basically there was a ContraPoints video, um, which I don't know if you know, I just learned about ContraPoints recently. It's I like don't. a whole, I'm, like, about to jump into a research binge for the next couple weeks on BreadTube. I didn't realize that there was, like, a swath of popular left-wing YouTubers. That's cool. Um, one of them is ContraPoints, but, and her most recent video was kind of controversial, um, Controversial. <laughs> well, because basically people were like, "Oh, this is strawmanning!" Like this whole idea of this voter, this person who is discouraging on the idea of voting because they're a candidate. Which I've spoken to a lot, where I I sympathize with that person. Um, but you know, I I, th- I do think that voting is voting is important. You know, even if. You can vote and do other things, you know? That was one of the things that was said in the video. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, have massive ContraPoints takes because I literally, I didn't even watch the whole video. But, um, but you know, I, I think that I think that getting out the vote is important. And I think that, I think that voting is important. I think that voting matters. And I think that just because you vote, that doesn't mean you're entirely, you know... The, the fear of... I think the fear of people voting and then not doing anything else to push the needle is a fair one, but I think it's assumptive to to say that anyone that votes is in that case. I think that 
I think that the first step is getting someone to vote mm-hmm. and a conversation about further action can be had after. Yeah. But at first, I think that the bare minimum is that there needs to be a habit formed yeah. for of voting. And it's the the culture war of it is is increasingly important. It's just reality. I think that the idea like the thing the truth is is that Trump was elected on culture. And and I mean that in the worst way, which is that culture in the like last decade with the you know advent of Reddit and 4chan and all this shit like was pushing fascist is still in some some areas and it's um we have to pay attention to this like the culture war is just as important you know like if if Scappy exists for anything it's that too like this idea of what the culture is where culture is at and you know for a lot of people democrats especially the red scare mccarthyism is not gone you know the fear of communism is not gone the the obfuscation of what it means to be a leftist is the perfect example where I feel like I hear liberals all the time saying like, I'm a leftist because I'm liberal. And it's like, no. And I, I, and I, you know, there's a term that gets thrown around these days called uh, rad lib. Have you ever heard that? Is it probably. It's what socialists call liberals basically. Oh. Um, and I, you know, as a person who's both liberal and socialist, um, I get why that term exists, but it's also so reductive, and yeah, I don't know, man. the The discourse is wild. Yeah, the discourse is wild, and it's in a wild place. and And it's like you have this this dichotomy of where the actual electoral process is at, where we're fucking voting for Joe Biden and Donald Trump, and how divisive the left is. Where every moment any left person on the left gets to make a point that is discouraging other people to vote or making them feel shitty for not reading enough or whatever. It's, it's just, I don't know, man. They're there. I don't know. I think we just got to get through this fucking election. Yeah. I think we have to get as many people voting for the, in this election as possible. And then I think we need to take stock of what the fuck needs to happen next mm-hmm. and make it happen. Because the fact is the election is in, what, 12 days? Mm-hmm. It, we just need to... Yeah. We just need to get it going. No matter what. Yeah. Um, did you want to touch more on... Did you, anything else you want to say about the Twitch stream? No. I could actually honestly wrap it up. Yeah, I think so too. That's actually how I was feeling. You you need to rest a little more, and yeah, I, mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, I've been working on it, uh, articles and stuff. I have a few coming out, so keep an eye out for that. Um, we have a Discord server that we are promoting. I think we mentioned in the end of the episode we need to change the outro. I'm not gonna do it tonight, so you're hearing the old outro, but we'll probably probably need to edit uh, update it and stuff. So uh, yeah, we'll do that soon. Jump in our Discord server. Yes, and we have um, we have. A new set of rules um, where when you first come in, you're only going to see three text channels. Um, If you head to rules first, you're going to see the rules of our server. And the way that you accept it is by selecting the um, emoji that corresponds to your pronouns. And that'll actually change the color of your username Mm -hmm. within the server so that um, you can 
BI so you can be properly gendered in the server without having to introduce it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And you can actually just go to scopymag.com slash discord. Oh, great. To learn about the discord. Yeah. That's new. Scopymag.com slash discord. Hop on our, hop on our server. Yeah. It's fun. There's a bot that does text to talk now. Text to speech. Oh, text yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, text yeah, yeah. to talk. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening. That happens at the end, doesn't it? Thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we're up to, you can definitely find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Scopy Magazine. But most importantly, do find our Discord server. That is where we have been in this time having the most luck with building a community, letting people know what we're up to, and just outright beating the algorithm in, in all social media platforms. Uh, you can also find the podcast, the one you're listening to right now in most podcast places, including Google Play, iTunes Podcasts, and Radio Public. And I'm here, as always, to talk about the importance of subscribing, and now more so than ever, during our Sustain campaign. For as little as $2 a month, you can become a sustainer. And for that, you'll receive an email notification every time we post any piece of content. It is so worth it, and it makes such a difference to us. So please give it some thought. So, give a little, give a lot. And if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.